A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Hello, it's Robert here, and we're at the Dumpty Dum Oxford meetup here at the St. Aldate's Tavern. And I'm also here with... Maria. Allison. Missy. And... Nula. And uh, a secret man in the background who's not willing to divulge his identity. (laughs) And we are going to do our Dumpty Dum. Dumpty 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 dum dumpty dumpty dum dum dumpty 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 dum dumpty diddly dum dumpty diddly dumpty diddly dumpty diddly dum dumpty 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 dum dumpty diddly dum They'll never play that This is Dumby Dum, the show about the reality ducky drama that has entered on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the spotless mobile home, that is Roy Phil Brown, and with me have the mildewed shag pack that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of the Bickers Paradise, folks, is you. Now, this week's Dumby Dum is it's Naked Fingers and the posse down there in Oxford. Ah! Yeah, yeah, that's what it was, Lucy. What? Didn't you, didn't, didn't you hear it at the start of the show? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, of course I did. Yes, I just didn't recognise Naked Fingers' voice. Yes. Right <clears throat> now, <clears throat> now Lucy, mm-hmm. somebody wants to send us in a Dumpty Dum. How exactly can they do that? If you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction, or you just happen to like a lot of cinnamon in your apple pie. Actually, not that it's any <laughs> of your business. Then call us on o two o three o three one three one o five. Or you can leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups. We're doing the Dumpty Dogs, Shambridge for her voices, and Derek, learn the back bedroom. Derek is in an exceptionally good mood this week as someone has swiped right on him. Not on Tinder, though, in real life with a wet wipe. <laughs> That's quite good. That's quite good. Um, how's the, Derek's going to the Himalayas, isn't he? Is he? Oh, crumbs. No, sorry, I, I screwed up there. That is um, that Sunday's episode because wasn't he? Because weren't like Bert and Joe fiddling around um, at the Flower and Produce because he, he's, he's not well. That's Cecil Jackson. Oh Jesus! Oh, well done, me. That's a bit like it's you last week. That's what we're doing it about the archers. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear! Right. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll move on, shall I, and say that on this week's episode, we have calls from... I tell you what, I get the voices of all the silent actors mixed up all the time. That's how I screwed up that one. <laughs> on this week's episode, we have views from Lady Garf Garf, 
who hopes Adam and Ian adopt a real child. Hmm, story might have moved on a little since he sent that in. Bly Spirit, who thinks Roy needs to put a ring on it. Uh-oh, 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 with a spoon. Who thinks Peggy is three-faced. Claire Asprey, who loves a bit of FMP. And Jane, who's been to an archer's wedding. But first, before all of the caller in it's Juicy Lucy Freeman's week in Ambridge. <laughs> We began the week with Ian trotting round the village to ask people if they thought he would make a good daddy. Yes, they all said, you'll be marvellous, smashing. Kate told him parenting was easy peasy, lemon squeezy, particularly when you're 8,936 miles away and someone else is looking after your children. Jennifer said that she didn't bear Rory any grudges for being the physical manifestation of her husband's inability to keep it in his pants. And honestly, Rory really, really <laughs> loves boarding school and the chains just for decoration. And Oliver maundered on about bringing up teenagers. I was only half listening to that bit and thought for one bizarre moment Ian was going to foster Oliver. Might be quite sweet, actually. I mean, he's a bit long in the tooth, but he'd like Buzz Lightyear wallpaper and £2 pocket money a week not to be spent on sweets. This was the week of the silence. My God, they had a field day. It's come to something when the silence are more interesting than the people who actually speak. Queen of the silence is Kitty, <laughs> Roy's erstwhile date and Toby's current squeeze. Kitty is played by a pair of high-heeled shoes and a door slamming. First, she, she wanted to see Pip, who hauled herself into the bull to be inspected before she fell asleep at the outside table and woke up with bits of scampy fry in her eyebrows. <laughs> then she insisted on manscaping Toby. As a result, he looks permanently surprised, has shaving rash on his chest and looks like a turkey neck wearing a pair of dealy boppers from the waist down. Mm. Over at Gay Grables, it is time for the most hardworking of the silence, Tash, the receptionist, to move on. To be frank, I'm amazed she stayed at Gay Grables for so long, given the teasing. Her real name's Nicola. She's just got a hell of a facial hair problem. Mm -hmm. It was a dead silence at Bridge Farm. Tony is going to miss Johnny and his modest reticence, as he said it was like having a bit of John on the farm. With the way John behaved at Bridge Farm, I'd imagine there's little bits of John all over the shop, to be honest. Piggy was characteristically <laughs> supportive of Tony, telling him that it'll be nice for Johnny to go and see how a successful farm works, rather than a tin pot hippie operation like yours. Tony actually <laughs> tried to strangle her in the bagging area, but sadly she was rescued by a clip-clopping silent checkout person, with whom Peggy managed a spirited conversation, God lover talking of Peggy, in a nod to all creatures great and small, the Hilda Ogdor storyline trundles on. I wouldn't be surprised if Auntie Cardboard gets a peak called Tricky Woo next. Robert Snell discovered <laughs> Hilda Ogdor's trophy cabinet under the apple tree and Piggy whisked her off to Alistair, who suggested giving the cat a bib. A bib? Might as well give her a flipping knife and fork and a bottle of Sancerre. Anyway, thank you <laughs> sound effects unit. As a result of listening to Hilda Ogden yowling, my dog went nuts, ran round the house hunting for her and knocked the clothes horse over, so I shall be suing you for emotional trauma. What was particularly odd about that little scenario was the way Robert just waltzed in Peggy's garden and started digging it up. He's not even related to her, but he bowls up and starts implanting bird feeders everywhere, casually elbowing Piggy out of the way when she asks him what the bloody hell he's doing in her garden. Mind you, there was more casual disrespect of territory when Bert and Joe smashed through the trellis of Cecil Jackson, a gardening silent, to put the boot into his parsnips. 
Then they found out he might be lying, so they decided that he could be allowed to win the onions competition. It's what Caroline would have wanted. I mean, I know we moan about the flour and produce, sorry, the F&P, but there's no need to take it into abject farce just to make it more interesting. Will Grundy has gone completely mad and started stalking and providing files on the members of the opposing cricket team. Is this for really advanced sledging? Not just your shit, but... You had chicken pox when you were seven and you've still got a funny bit on your left upper thigh. Ha, ha, ha. Your father's called Hillary. <laughs> Sean, who seems to have been played by Tracy Horobin via Gavin and Stacey, and her husband Rashid were at the meeting about adoption. They knew everything, unlike Ian and Adam, who seemed unsure if they were in the right room and thought it was a parish council meeting. Rashid sounded a bit horrid to me as he passed comments on the amount of biscuits poor Sean may or may not want to eat and told everyone he laughed at her and she called him a prat. Turns out Sean knows Kate and described her as grounded, so she clearly shouldn't be allowed to keep a gerbil, never mind adopt a child. Uh -huh. Once they'd got home and talked. <laughs> about Sean and Rashid and said no they didn't at all sound bonkers Ian changed his mind and said he wanted his own baby we haven't tried for our own baby he said ah you're talking about surrogacy said Adam brightly well I don't fancy your chances of conceiving without one Adam no matter how much folic acid you take what do you think said Ian I don't know said Adam who never bloody knows <laughs> and the climax of the week was Lexi Ooh. cleaning out Constantine's discarded wife fronts with a power hose, laughing. I'd imagine by now the pants, the pants were marching around the caravan by themselves. But Lexi laughed and laughed. And then Roy got sprayed with the hose and she laughed. And Roy took his pants off and she really laughed. <laughs> and then Jennifer came in and saw and Lexi laughed. In the end, even Roy screamed, for fuck's sake, stop laughing, you maniac. Or worse to that effect. But she didn't. Ah, silence. Never the characters you want. The end. Hey, that was a triumph this week. <laughs> well done, you. You should be proud Not of yourself. This week. It was kind of, it, it, it went, you said it was like, a, what did you say? It was like old-fashioned archers or something. I did, before we started, listeners. Right, I said, I declared, it's gone back to the old-fashioned archers, which means that I like it. There was nothing, to, I mean, there was the very worthy adoption meeting mm. about traumatised children. And then there was this absolute, uh, just deluge of of uh, Terry and June storylines. Absolutely. Burton, Burton, um, Burton Joe lurking around behind Cecil Jackson's trellis and Hilda Ogden dig attacking So that things. wasn't Derek Fletcher? No, it was Cecil bloody Jackson. Oh, okay, just checking. Um, it was just, it was just, there wasn't a sensible bit, there wasn't. you know, in it. It was just utter it, nonsense, it all of it. It was utterly glorious. That I will pull you up about one thing in, in your monologue. You said that uh, Kitty uh, was a uh, pair of high heels and what else? What other sound effect was she? A door slamming. Mm, no, she's also the sound of her car speeding off. Oh, yes. Yes, the gravel. Gravel's yeah. whooshing gravel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, what? I was thinking about what you said. You never think about and anything I say. I know. That's why I'm pointing it out, because it's such a rarity. Uh, but you, you, you're, I, I'm kind of warming to Toby and Pip. Told you. Told I hate, you. I hate it. I hate warming to Toby and Pip, but I am. Hmm. It was because... Because they're not, 
because Pippi's just being so cool about everything. She's not twitchy. She's not kind of um, being all kind of, uh, you know, oh, well, who's she then? You know, she's completely relaxed about about these people, about the, the, the you know, the the the, yeah, the rate the women. of she's going these these other women. Yeah. Um, and she's not bothered at all, and they're sort of laughing about it, and they're like proper proper mates. And it's yeah, it's actually nice to hear, and it sounds realistic. Yep, she said. So, where do to... you stand on manscaping? Uh, <clears throat> I like to stand on it very firmly in large boots. Really? Um, where do I stand on manscaping? I d- I'm I'm not into it, but. I don't, I, I, it doesn't, well, I don't know, really. Let me think properly. Where do I stand on it? No, I, let's have, you know what, on podcasts, gut reactions work much better than considered ones. I don't, what do I, jeez, I don't even know what I think. Okay, I be, how, where, how far do you take it? i somebody that spent more time in the bathroom than you. Yeah, addressing addressing hair All right, issues. Okay, so right, do, so I if think. you got a bit of a a unibrow, should you ununify it and then you know sculpt it a little? It absolutely depends. If it makes you feel nicer as as you as the man mm-hmm. to, I I could yeah I just think people should, exactly right. like women. Chest if you don't want to shave your legs, don't. Yeah. All right. I, I, do you... I, I can't imagine what chest stubble is like. Hmm. Do you do that? No, because I'm not really. I haven't got much there, to be honest with you. Generally, in my experience of being a human being on this planet for 48 years, um, us black folks generally aren't don't have lots of body hair. Generally, generally. I was going to say I've never seen a black bloke with particularly hairy legs. I don't think. There you go. We generally we we're not that hairy so i haven't got much hair on my chest no okay but how about the new because it's kind of crossed over from the gay world whereby gentlemen uh de uh is it even (laughs) what exfoliate exfoliate there you go deforest yes they're deforest their um their testicular area how do you feel about that crossed over into, into the straight world now but i why think do, our, our why, gay brethren why, started it why do they do that though um they say it's more hygienic but also it makes the member seem bigger oh yeah does it so it's like an optical illusion <laughs> so i've been told so i've been told yeah. yes hmm well, I don't. I didn't know this. I shall. I shall have to investigate. <laughs> Simon doesn't oh, go very, in for that, very, then, does he? Not very, very cautiously. <laughs> <laughs> right then, shall we crack on with the caller inners now? Yes, I've, you've completely distracted me now. <laughs> How does that work then? Oh, what? Because so that it just looks longer because you can see exactly. The... You can see. You can more see of more of the of the shaft. I believe. Yes. Oh. Yeah, Goodness. you want to get Simon to try it out, Luce. But <laughs> when it, if all parties involved know exactly how big it is, what's the point, really? Well, it just looks more impressive. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh dear, I don't think anyone's. It's okay. So this is for this is for people that is this for the gentlemen that keep sending me pictures of their willies on Twitter. 
Would they is, be doing it, that? Well, Lucy, is this, is this, is this seriously a thing? What? That you get penile. Yeah, yeah. Have you, well, when you, 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 you talk to women, do you, do you talk to women on Twitter? And and you know what? They not told you. <laughs> I, I, that... don't, I don't. I'm the world's worst on Twitter, and, and you kind of know this because we all, we've all, it's happened to all of us. Good heavens, that's horrible. You know, that they are clearly very proud of the thing, and they think, I bet that'll 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 make her day. They think. Seriously, so, so is this, <laughs> does this happen on a, on a weekly basis? Not probably monthly, I'd say. God. Hmm. It's just, um, well, it's, I don't know. It, it Presumably it must work for them for some women. Mm-hmm. Enough. Well, it's it's like sort of, you know, those you have one, you have got money off the PPI thing. Yes. And, 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 and everybody, every right-minded person goes... Oh, bugger off, and puts the phone down. Mm-hmm. But clearly there must be one person out of the 78 million people that go, oh, for God's sake, bugger off, that goes, really? Goodness me, I had no idea. Yes, I have had a car accident that was not my fault, etc., etc. Clearly the same rule of odds must apply. If you send out pictures of your willy to 7 million women, one of them must look at it and think, that is the very chap I'm looking for. <laughs> It's oh, the Nigerian prince emails. It's the same yeah. principle, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it must be. Otherwise, why would they do it? Wow. Because they must know that you just have a little snigger to yourself and do delete. <laughs> well, I do think, though, that you potentially got the wrong end of, of the stick. And I could have made a much more blunter metaphor <laughs> there. But maybe it's not about the woman at all. It's just about them. So it doesn't matter. It's not about them getting getting a, a girlfriend, getting a partner. They just want to, you know, it's a way of flashing, isn't it? Yes. So then it doesn't matter, actually, how you how you respond. It's just the very act of taking a picture of genitals, sent it on the internet, boom, job done. That's very odd, isn't it? Hmm. I keep my genitals generally in my pants. I don't put them on the internet. Don't know no. about you, no. I haven't seen them on the internet, I have to say, but I don't think <laughs> I recognise them, to be honest. Unless you go into some sort of, in for some sort of creative manscaping by which you, you are instantly identifiable. Hmm. Maybe your initials in, you know. <laughs> I really think we've exhausted this. We need to go on to the caller in us. I think we spent You've given me this, a lot Lucy. of food for thought, Royfield, I have to say. Hello, Ambridge3962. Right, who's first, Lucy? Um, who is first? Lady Garfgarf. Hi, Dumpty Dum, it's Lady Garfgarf here. It's been a long time since I've called in, but I've thoroughly been enjoying the podcast, so thank you very much for all the hard work you do. I really enjoyed Wednesday's episode when Adam and Ian went to the adoption meeting. I thought it was handled very well, the fact that one of the other couples had misgivings and they were able to explore their feelings. It sounds very positive and I think Adam is entering the adoption process for the right reasons, potentially. My worry is they're going to adopt a child child like uh, a Henry or a Kira and we're just going to get another annoying sound effect or a grown-up, uh, an adult actor playing uh, a child and just saying, all white, wob. 
windy, windy, windy. Uh, I think a teenager, a really promising young actor uh, who had a particularly troubled backstory uh, and who Adam and Ian could um, could really work with. I think that would be a much better way of developing the storyline. Hello, welcome back. We haven't heard from you for ages. Mm. Yes, wouldn't it be nice if they did get a child that wasn't a sound effect? But uh, when Oliver adopted children, they were teenage actors. Yeah. Uh, and they were quite stage schooly, as far as I remember. Uh-huh. Um, I, I remember Bruno. Said, yes, I, I remember Carly. Oh, gosh, yes. She, yes. Carly, because she just kept reminding me of that sullen Victoria Wood character. <laughs> That's Matha Carly. Mm. Um, but I think storylines have moved on now. So uh, we don't want to wreck it for... Oh, no, we do. We do want to wreck it, don't we? Because Ian is now keen on <laughs> surrogacy. Mm. But that wasn't Sunday, so that's all right. Um, yes, yeah, surrogacy. And I reckon Helen is is going to be the lucky recipient. Really? Mm. Hasn't she done, done enough recently, Helen? Mm. You know, she's she's got a couple of sprogs. She had that, you know, terrible, terrible marriage. Yes. Put, you know, imagine, come on. Imagine the joy when Rob finds out. That would That's worth it. I don't know, Luce. I, I think that would be a stretch myself. But I was very interested this week uh, with the whole Jennifer and Ian little conflab, her talking about Rura Rura Ri and, and bonding mm-hmm. with him. Because that's never really explicitly been addressed, has it? Well, at least I can't It's remember, quite tricky either. when he's silent. Well, well <laughs> true that. But, you know, just the whole... Ever since she came to yeah. terms with it, I don't remember really a conversation. I'm sure there's probably been the odd one, but not one which has been viewed as, I am going to tell you how to bring yeah. somebody else's child and you can bond whatever bonding means, as Jennifer says, etc. And, you know, he's a lot like his father. He's quite stubborn. But I think what we'll get is when when Rory come in the arches, you don't come of age, you come of voice, don't you? When Rory comes of voice, <laughs> you've been saving then, that one up, Lucy. No, I just thought of it. Um, then we will hear when he yes, when he comes of voice, then we will hear this whole retrospective backstory. People come of, of voice how he felt on the arches about the age of fourteen, fifteen, don't they? Yeah, just yeah. after you. Toddlers, we can, we're good at toddlers because that's just a recording of someone going, yes, Rob, and then everything goes silent again <laughs> and then they start talking again when they're 14. That's true. Yeah. Well, no, toddlers are a little bit older because you've got Kira uh, talking to Kira. old... But she's just about to go quiet again. Yeah, you're right. Because because you cut seven and eight and nine-year-olds You're year right. Just George, George they disappeared. Yeah. Even they are, George they just aren't very, you know, Yeah. Unless you're on American television, in which case they're all freakishly precocious, and articulate, amazing, teeth. amazing actors. Yeah. You know, Disney Channel styling. Uh, who, who, uh, no, not that they can do. You know, like on Modern Family, you know, they can do, they can do irony, they can do sarcasm, they can. You know, they're not Ooh, cringy that, at all. And chub- you compare it with. Mm, you're right. That with, chubby with, one with, with is British great, isn't school. What chubby one? On Modern Family. Oh, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, but we'll probably find out he's about 34 or something, won't we? <laughs> mm. So we dealt with Lady Garf Garf. Is there any more we to have... be said about that? 
No. Mm. And now we have... Well, I don't know. I I, I was just going to end up by saying, I'm going to give Adam a little bit of a little bit of credit here that he's been dragged along by by events here somewhat and he's doing his best to keep up he's trying to say the right thing do the right thing and you know it's one thing to adopt it's another thing then to you know surrogacy you know it's all a lot to take in you know and he's Mm. he's having you know a matter of days to adjust to all of Ian's whims you know Mm. so mm, just saying yeah but then there was that weird sort of switcheroo at the meeting where Adam suddenly, after the meeting, where Adam suddenly sounded a lot more positive about it than... Mm. Well, Adam's always had that part of him, which is he wants to save the world. Yeah. It's the reason why he yeah. went off to, to Africa and did all yeah. that farming in the middle of nowhere. So, yeah. you know, so that bit would then chime. But yeah. I, yeah, but I do feel, though, that he's... Um, and there's nothing wrong with this, but he's, you know, more selfish than Ian in the regard of, though he's never explicitly said, what about our life? What about our lifestyle? Uh, yeah. But, you know, he's much more aware of the fundamental changes of that. Well, they and... haven't got one. They have a takeaway and a bottle of wine once a month. That's not a lifestyle, is it? The rest of the time, they're just both flat out working. You know what? You're not wrong. Mm. They have a bob around in the hot tub and that's that's your, that's Bob's your uncle. That's it. They never talk about holidays, do they? I know I kind of said this a couple of weeks ago and stuff. But they never mm-hmm. do talk about holidays, do they? Oh, we're going to go here, we're going to go there. Well, nobody because in Ambridge ever goes anywhere. That's not from, true. Not Jennifer and Brian are always away. off somewhere. Well, not you know, very they're much. They're in Budapest and all sorts. <laughs> that was years ago. She was just talking about it recently. Yeah, recently. but... Mm, but Pink, the only point, the only reason anyone goes on holiday is mm. so that they can leave their children in charge of the farm and something can go terribly, terribly wrong. <laughs> you are right to a degree. But <laughs> just saying, Pink Pound, right? Yeah. They should have loads, shed loads of disposable income. Yeah. He's the head chef. He's yeah. the head whatever he is down at the farm. And they never talk about going out for a nice meal somewhere Okay, somewhat hard free and considering that, you know, he's working all the hours of God's sense. But they never talk about splashing even the slightest bit of cash. Yeah. I hate them. They're so boring. It's it's just like a competition over who's tireder. Yeah, they're so boring. Yes, I'm an Ian fan, but, you know, this week I've struggled. He's just too saintly. It's poor little sod. We'll have Helen as a surrogate mother as well. <laughs> I think we should organise some sort of ambush package where we can we can go abseiling in, rescue it, oh, give it to Lillian. No, maybe not. Um, should we do Claire Asprey now? Why not? Hi, Dumpty Dum. It's Claire from Clapham here. So enjoying the Arches this week. Uh, it's only the middle of the week, more or less. Um, just having such a good time. Uh, Roy and Lexi love it. I'm sure she will stay on, although I suspect in the long term, new immigration rules will get the better of them and she'll get sent home to Bulgaria. Uh, That's going to be interesting. In the meantime, I wish him all the best and I look forward to uh, Lexi 
trouncing Jennifer in the dessert section of the village show with some kind of Hungarian concoction. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, also, I was really pleased that we got to go to the adoption event with um, Ian and Adam because it was just the kind of thing that, you know, the scriptwriters tell you they're going to go to this thing and then you never hear anything about it and you know, they just report it back later. Um, so I was really pleased to be there. I mean, obviously, a bit of a weird, friendly couple that they made friends with. But um, I'm quite pleased to hear Adam coming round. And I think actually, once he gets his head round it, he actually might be quite a decent um, parent. Uh, and I sort of agree with some of the things that were being said last week about how, you know, often there's one person who's less sure. Uh, but actually, once they get into it, they find that they quite enjoy being a parent once it's once they're in it. So I'm hoping that's what's going to happen for these two. But most of all, I am just loving all the preparation for the village show. I mean, Joe and Bert sneaking around in gardens, holding secret confams in the pub. I'm one of these people who does like the you know, rhythm of events in Ambridge. I could do without the cricket, to be honest. But, you know, generally flower and produce, panto, all of that stuff. Um, and I'm just really, really enjoying it. Uh, not least because we had our village show this week and um, we bought the massive pumpkin at the end of the day. So we have this now enormous pumpkin sat in our garage waiting for Halloween. It's very exciting. Uh, so love all that and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks, everyone. Bye. She loves Roy and Lexi. Mm. Where do you stand on the whole Roy and Lexi thing? I, I'm a fan of, of the Lexi um, in terms of you know what it's just somebody new into the village and just for a little bit of full disclosure um uh, dear listener we have asked the powers that be in the uh, the bbc radio for pr department if we can um, speak to uh, the actor that plays lexi and, and get her on get her on dumbly dum because we did have a, a little chatette on the twitters and she says i should really insert bond villainesque accent here but um, you should uh, go through the BBC uh, PR department. So we're trying to get her on because I think we all like a little bit of Lexi and, and we like the way that she's kind of, you know, not lying down when it comes to Jennifer. You know, which is, which is I know, awesome. that was very... Awesome. Jennifer really showed her true colours of what a cow she is, didn't mm, she? Yes, utter snob. Utter snob. Oh, utter... The trouble is with Jennifer, you just... She is so poor. No matter how fast she runs and how high she climbs, the shadow of the barmaid is always behind her. <laughs> and she, you know what I mean? She just cannot. Anybody that comes up, she cannot ever stop running and stop hiding because she never wants that to catch up with her. Mm. And um, you know, oh, those sort of people are there—the worst, the absolute worst. Ugh. Yeah, well, it was a it was a great scene, even though you could telegraph it from from some minutes before it actually happened. But it but it was lovely, and it was all part of the loveliness last week of Ambridge. You know, it was like sanity has returned. We do have overarching storylines which aren't all doom and gloom, in which somebody's going to get beaten within an inch of their life. And then we had comedy, we had light moments. We had couples maybe getting together. We had a couple just starting out together. We had cake, you know. We had two old farts worrying about onions. It was fucking glorious. And we had Tracy Horribin. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, Who yeah. Who always, always brightens the mood. A female jazzer, yes. <laughs> That's all she is, is a female jazzer, but yes. 
super catching free drinks. Yeah, when, and, that's one of the bits I loved when he's when Toby said, um, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'll get you a drink." And she said, "Large bottle of red wine, please." <laughs> <laughs> he said, no, not you. you know. Oh, it's great. Yeah, no. <laughs> It was all and then she glorious. Goes, I better go and rescue. What's he called? Her son, someone in Chelsea, Blake or something. I better go and rescue. What's it? What's it from Susan? And you think, oh my god, I'm not sure that they are the ones that need rescuing. Mm. Oh, very good. Ah. Blythe Spirit now. Hello, Dumpty Dum, Blythe Spirit calling. Well, I just wanted to follow up on the discussion about Kathy last week um, and how ridiculous it is that she's basically nowhere to be seen. Well, the fact is the situation has been ridiculous for a good three years now because during the Robin Helen storyline, Pat was basically having kittens virtually every hour, let alone every day. And Kathy was absolutely nowhere to be seen. Now, outside of Pat's immediate family, Kathy is her best friend, and it was completely illogical for her to have zero presence. Um, and you'll also recall that when Kathy was having problems with Jamie, they were getting on really badly, it was all going horribly wrong. Um, Pat was the person that Kathy turned to. Now, my theory is that Kathy was a casualty of the Robin Hellion store and line being drawn out to the detriment of pretty much everything else on the arches for some considerable time. And it's time for restitution. She either needs to be brought back, as you say, or she needs to be sent away for good with a respectful and justifiable storyline, because otherwise there's just no point. You know, she is a part of the Archer's network, part of the physiology of the programme, and she needs to be there. In other news, and I haven't listened to all the episodes this week, um, I'm actually really pleased about Roy and Lexi. Lexi is such a nice character. I love the way that she counterpoints to other characters such as Jennifer. She really gave her what for. Really happy about that. Phoebe likes her. I think she'll be a good person for Roy. She'll be um, a good stepmom for uh, Phoebe. But Roy, if you are going to get together with Lexi, you need to get your skates on and put a ring on it because, and I know this is a Brexit-free podcast, we all know what's coming up, don't we? Yes. Put a ring on it or you're out. Anyway, I hope everyone's well out there in Dumpty Dum land and then everyone, everything's fine. And hopefully I will speak to you again soon. Cheers now. Bye. Lucy, is this yeah. a Brexit-free podcast? Um, I don't know. I mean... It can't be because Brexit, if Lexi stays, Brexit is going to raise its ugly head, isn't it? Hmm. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure that Brexit should be a reason why Roy has to put a ring on it when he's only known, only known the woman for about a month and a half. Mm. That's possibly pushing it a little bit. I did but, think, um, Miss Bly Spirit, that was a little bit hasty as well also but yes. anyway I'll, I'll back out of this now go on as, as you were freeman you were in mid-flow um but it's the it's the kathy issue that i want to i blithe spirit i could not agree with you no more we went through the rape storyline with kathy we went through the sid and jolene storyline with kathy we put up with sid and jolene in the sodding shower for kathy um <laughs> you know we put up with jamie yes, perks she, because of kathy yes and now, now to just do this, she, the fact that she's been MIA for three years, we had the, the as as uh, Bloodsbury absolutely, completely rightly says that there was this whole Helen storyline, and where was Kathy, Pat's best friend? 
nowhere. The whole family went through completely unsupported by the rest of the village because the one person that Pat would talk to has just disappeared. It's and they don't even have that. They haven't even got the kind of the, the storyline isn't there to actually get her in or get her out. She's just nowhere, floating around in limbo. It's just nuts and it's silly and it needs to stop. Mm. Kathy will come back and then I'll go. Oh for God's sake, Kathy's back. <laughs> but you know, it's this is just daft. This mm. situation. It is odd when, as you just outlined, there are many possibilities for the character of. Kathy, there have been possibilities recently, and this and there still is agency for her because you know, Grey Gables has come back into the fore, hasn't it? Now Oliver's yeah. decided to stay and he's going to run it, etc. Yeah. In effect, Kathy's running it. Yeah, you know, but he's living there, so you've got Kathy there. The and... single biggest employer in the village, I think, at the moment. Now Barrow's kind of gone a bit wobbly appears to be run by linda roy and oliver the woman that's actually managing it is invisible and silent just mm. nuts absolutely nuts and then we've got jamie perks which we all said a few weeks ago actually was uh, starting to come into his own interesting yeah. character um you know not a privileged little oik uh like the uh the lower loxy lot etc etc yeah. uh we quite liked him you know and oh, bring her back Come on, yeah. somebody somewhere, or, or, or make a move, or leave, or something. But don't, don't just have her hanging around like ectoplasm. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, miasma. Because I think she's a bad smell, don't they? So, Catbird <laughs> <laughs> is miasma. Oh no, I like her. I like her, but they're treating her like miasma. So <laughs> don't mention the bad smell. <laughs> So sorry, that's Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it with a spoon now? It is with a spoon now. Greetings, Lucy, male co-host in California, Millie Bell, and all Dumpty Dummers around the world. With a spoon and Angus Haggis here. First, we want to wish good luck to Yoko Bear and his move, which we've been following on social media. I must say there were some very funny moments in Ambridge this week. I thought I was listening to the three faces of Peggy on Monday. The first personality was crotchety Peggy as she was lamenting about the changes in retail shopping and the fact that there were no cashiers to complain about or to. Second was sweet and wise Peggy as she advised Tony not to get all bent out of shape about Johnny wanting to leave the farm. And lastly, there was evil Peggy, and she was caught burying the bodies by Robert. As I tweeted, if Robert tells Linda what he saw, it would inspire her to put on arsenic and old lace for the Christmas panto. By the way, Team Dusty all the way. I love the annual event. No cynicism here. Speaking of the British brand of cynicism, I was struck by how some thought that there would be more outward hostility in Ambridge about Adam and Ian adopting. Call me an American cockeyed optimist, but I was not surprised that they received a lot of support. First off, it's been from their family and friends. And secondly, it's 2017, not 2004. Times move on and people's opinions change as they're exposed to new points of view, especially when they're from people they know. Thank you again, Peggy, in sweet and wise personality number two, offering support to Adam and Ian. Then Ian goes and drops the Friday bombshell and decides after a five-minute conversation with Helen that he wants to have a child via surrogacy. Well, that's fine, but remember, it's mighty expensive to do so. 
Whether Adam and Ian go for the adoption or surrogate route, remember, as our almost first female president said in a book previous to the one she's now pushing, it takes a village to raise a child. And Ambridge is a great one. Talk to you all soon. The Three Faces of Peggy. (laughs) That sounds like a Doctor Who episode. Um, I quite like that. I like Peggy's fear for Hilda Ogden. Hmm. I can't tell whether Peggy was actually worried that Hilda Ogden was going to get into trouble or that Peggy's halo might slip. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. I couldn't tell whether her uh, her anxiety about this sort of... um, mammal graveyard that she'd got in her back garden was was because she was worried that Hilda Ogden would be would be criticized or whether she would Mm -hmm. and um, you know that she would she would be the one in trouble because Peggy is very 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 definitely the one that tells other people when they're in trouble Peggy is never in trouble true but bearing in mind that I've never really been a pet owner I kind of do understand the conflict between loving your pet unconditionally and then the fact that also it's just an evil killing machine and the and, and the fact that, you know, it's your pet, so you have to put on, not even, well, you put on a brave face, don't you? You know, and you love it. And the truth of the matter is, as loathsome as that creature is, and it obviously is loathsome, and, oh gosh, have you seen that rather funny um, gif where there is the cat uh, on the Twitters and the cat jumps up onto the back of the toddler and drags it down. Yes, yes. <laughs> just, I can watch that all day. <laughs> Dear listener, go onto Dumpty Dum's Twitter feed to see Hilda Ogden jump onto the back of uh, Henry Archer and drag him to the ground. It's windy, so funny. Windy, windy, windy. <laughs> so, but, you know, she did make a... There is a a solid point in this somewhere is that cats are actually killers, aren't they? They are hunters and it's only acting out its its true nature. And yeah, the RSBPB regularly makes statements about how important it is that you should put a bell on your cat or whatever so that it is a kind of, um, uh, uh, you know, it it does give give the birds a fighting chance (laughs) Um, because some of them are, they're just, they're just machines. They can, they, you know, they can kill sort of, as many birds in the day, they'd spend all day and all night hunting. And, you know, mm. and it's not to do with how much you feed them or anything. It's just their sort of... It's their nature. Their it's... temperament. Yeah, yeah. So... My, my, my cat couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo. She's absolutely useless. Um, so... They haven't got the all... thumbs for it, have they? Cats to actually hold a banjo, then to swing no, it at, at, no. at, at, at any yeah. ass. no. So yeah, it's not just... just your cat that couldn't actually do no. that. Ooh. I mean... <laughs> the worst thing she does is mm. she brings in um, mice, which I don't mind, you know, house mice, i.e. not not pretty little field mice, mm-hmm. um, but grotty old, constantly weeing, lice-infested mice from yes. the garden. Mm-hmm. And she gives it to the dog. Because she's under the impression that the dog belongs to her and she's trying to train the dog to catch mice. So she comes in with this still struggling mouse, drops it at the dog's feet, whereupon it legs it into the nearest sort of crevice or behind something inconvenient 
and the dog watches it go benignly. And then she gets really annoyed and starts growling and then all hell breaks loose. And that explained why I was moving kitchen <laughs> kitchen units at three o'clock in the morning about a week ago because neither of them would go to bed until they'd found the mouse. Ugh. Yes, they're a massive pain in the ass, pets, when you think about it. That That's not true. You don't believe that. They are. When you think of all the things. I was walking, doing the dog walk yesterday, and I was mm. trudging around in the pouring rain. The rain was going, managing to go down the back of my neck and in my eyes at one and the same time. And uh, I was, we was, normally we all chat, and it's nice. We were just trudging past each other with our hoods up going, bruh, bruh. You know, and the dogs were having a whale of a time, roaring around, all happy, wagging tail. And you think, you have got no idea that I don't want to be here, that I want to be <laughs> reading the Sunday Times. No, you do not care because you are stupid and selfish and you just hate them. But then when it's a nice sunny day, like it was this morning, and you're roaring around and they're roaring around and you're chatting to people, everything, and then it's lovely. But sometimes you do think, Oh, not only do I have to carry your poo around in a bag, but it's raining and you don't care. Mm. Mm. But you know what? They, they do help our mental health. They, they help our physical health. You know, But he did not help my mental health when he was barking at the kitchen units at three o'clock in the sodding morning. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Right then. So... That's Witherspoon and Peggy dealt with. Uh, do we end up with a little bit of Claire Asprey now? Uh, yeah, no, we've, haven't we? Hang on, oh. hang on. I'm lost, I am lost, I am lost. No, we've done Claire Asprey. It is now Jane. That's it in her archer's wedding. Hello, Royfield, Lucy, and all Dumpty Dumbers, wherever you may be. This is Jane in Wall's End at Legadoo123 on Twitter. And I'm just calling with two missions today. First of all, I just had to share a little bit of joy with you all. Yesterday I went to a dear friend's wedding and the groom started off his vows by saying, I vow to hold my counsel when the archer's omnibus is on. Several people told me later that they found this extremely reassuring and I did too. It was all very lovely. And the second thing I wanted to say is that anyone in the northeast of England, don't forget to join us at the Tyneside Bar Cafe this Wednesday at 7pm to talk all about the archers. OK, that was it. Bye for now. Jane, you said your Twitter handle so fast then. I don't know what it was. So ring in again and tell us it slowly and then I can put it on the Twitter feed. Um, I like the idea of writing archers vows. <laughs> and I also like the idea that you commit to silence or at least a appreciation of the need for silence during the omnibus. Um, I was trying to think what if I had to write Archer's vows, what I would write. Hmm. I think I would say that you would never say to somebody, you sound like you sound like Mrs. Snell. You sound like Linda Snell. You could. You, there are certain insults that you couldn't. You couldn't go. You know. You couldn't go to that level. That that would be like Defcon, sort of thing. You couldn't. <laughs> couldn't go that. You know. You couldn't say you're just like Susan. That There's would, that a very be... obvious Archer's vow to make here, Lucy. What's that? I promise you that at least four times a week I will make you chili. <laughs> Come on, Lucy. Never. 
never check if the custard is homemade. <laughs> you could have a blessing. May your may your toad in the hole never burn. You know, you could uh, an undertaking to never cook tuna bake. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, we've got no emails this week, have we? Uh, no, we haven't. Nothing. So there you go, listener. Um, if you're too afraid, if you're not, you, know, you don't feel that confident in front of the, in front of the telephone, in front of a microphone, uh, to put your your thoughts and your plot predictions uh, to us. Thus, you can always email us by going onto dumdum.com and hitting the contact tab, and then. In uh, fact, if mm, you sorry, go if on. you would like to email us with your archer's wedding vows, that would be lovely. That, that's a good one. And then we will um, get in touch with the Archer's Twitter feed and see if they'll do a little story of them. Mm-hmm. How many times a week is the optimum amount of... Uh, op- is optimum to be having chilli, would you say? Just just asking for a friend. Um, I think it, it depends how you're all feeling. I mean, a lot of people feel more like chilli in... The winter because you're a bit cozier and everything mm-hmm. um, yeah, and it, ooh, it does warm you up doesn't it a bit of chilli it does it does warm you up uh do you I... grate cheese on top of your chilli <laughs> it sounds like manscaping again <laughs> um do i grate chili? no i don't actually do you not no mm. but i like guacamole with it nice all right I like to smear guacamole around. (laughs) (laughs) Over the manscaping. (laughs) That doesn't make anything look bigger of including green. (laughs) Oh, I do like chilli. All right. But I don't know. Four (laughs) times a week might slightly be pushing it at my age, though. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, We're going to come back. You get pills now to help you like (laughs) chilli. We're going to come on the other side with after we've had a few little messages and hopefully an advert because uh, then we'll get like two pence or something or another. Actually, Lucy, I worked out mm. that we played an advert, uh, one advert on Dum De Dum last month uh, was worth 0.9 of one penny. No. Yeah. Worked it out. Got a calculator out and everything worked it out. Divide it, you know, you do the amount of adverts, uh, the money that was given, which was about 23 quid, then with the amount of downloads, and it didn't even come to a penny. So, <laughs> <laughs> so well done for that, ACAST. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's our get rich quick scheme podcasting. <laughs> it's a, we've been doing this shit for three years. I think get rich quick because that ship has sailed, Royce. Wait goodbye. We're on the harbour, it's gone. here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite 
of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That's what free speech has gotten you, right? And, and if free speech is going to bring a Hitler to power, are you still going to defend the rights of those people to speak? If you talk about the things that affect your daily life. The secret to being a good actor. I don't really care, actually, whether Britain remains Britain. His dad was actually murdered in front of him. Marine Le Pen has changed the Pont National. If it's like kind of like a documentary investigative reporting serialized true crime, it often gets into questions about the justice system or the media. In an uncertain world, there's always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people for the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to vote. Good question. Really good question. Bake Off is back on your TV this week, albeit on a new channel and with new presenters, so it's good to know there's one thing you can rely on, and that is Cat and Mim with their soggy bottoms. Go to iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. And remember, to get in contact with us, you can leave a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or call 0203 031 3105. That's 0203 031 3105 to leave a message. G'day everyone. So much to talk about. I've got my stopwatch on me today. The forum has been really busy. It's really picked up. A lot of discussion about different archers games that you could play, including Monopoly. So if you have anything to add to that, you should. It looks rather fun. There was also a discussion about finances on the archers. And as usual, Cosmo makes some excellent points, uh, and, and mainly around uh tax laws in the UK. So I really do recommend that you go and have a read of that. A uh, bit of a discussion around the Panto. So despite the fact that uh, Lucy and Royfield don't like it so much, it would seem that there is a core of fans out there that do. I must admit, I like all of those traditions. Maybe it's mainly those of us that don't live in the UK anymore, but I l- look, I love them and I look forward to them. And for me, it reminds me of the passing of time in Europe uh, with me being the opposite. So go and have a read of that. There was also a discussion about on the forum about um, Ian and Adam's potential baby. And that's actually quite a, a good discussion. It's, it's in depth, so go and have a look at that too. And there was one uh 
several discussions that I wanted to talk to you about on Facebook. Um, I won't read out the responses, but it was very nice to hear Oliver speaking so positively about his own fostering experience. So go and have a read of that. And I also put up a link because quite coincidentally, there was a fantastic program on our ABC, which is like the British BBC, with just two dads who'd been fostering uh, young people for 20 years. Very, very grounded. And it was great listening. So I really recommend that. Uh, and uh, then we got talking about uh, Lexi. Now, I've been starting to think that maybe they're nurturing her for front of house staff member at Bray Gables because, and they did mention that uh, someone has left and you all got involved in that. Zany Salad said she may have good people skills and she may be well qualified. This may also be a wonderful opportunity for a public information storyline. The archers love those. But I think we're overlooking a crucial point here, her bloody accent. Now, I did have to disagree with you, Zany Salad, because I've just got back from Scotland and there were so many Eastern European people in hospitality and I could not fault them. Their care and attention, their beautiful accents, they, I was sold. Uh, Deborah Jean Miller <laughs> said she thought that Lexi might get the job, uh, veg box manager job at Bridge Farm, seeing as how Johnny isn't interested I think that's also a really good call. It does seem as though they would like Lexi there to stay. So there are many, many more uh, on, on that thread, so please go and have a look. We also had a bit of a giggle about the Hilda Ogden story, but I was a bit taken aback and wondered who digs in someone else's garden without their permission. And Janice Pope said, also, who puts their weekly shop through the self-checkout whilst having a serious family conversation that would not go down well anywhere? Yep, you're absolutely right, Janice. That wasn't inappropriate, wasn't it? Joanne Smith said, Robert was incredibly rude, wasn't he? And then having the temerity to tell Peggy off because her cat acts like all cats do, I agree with Meg. It seems very out of character to me. Claire Steep said, I used to have a neighbour that did that. People's lost plants would appear in her garden regularly. Uh, Asher Wolf Robinson said, more importantly, was it their front garden or back garden? And I'll let Alison Butler finish by saying, I do like that we now have Clive Horobin in feline form. I was very amused by the Roy and Lexi story, but I thought Jenny and her reaction was even funnier. Jessica DeSalle said, so, so right for thinking that Lexi wasn't doing a good job. I have to say that I really enjoy the Roy and Lexi storyline. And Al Williams said, Lexi's irritating, but Susanna pointed, uh, Sabuli said, I could be wrong, but I suspect that you're saying that because of her accent. I love what she says next. I predict that she'll stay in Ambridge, marry Roy, work at Grey Gables, and in a few years her accent will have faded away to virtually nothing like Pat's Welsh accent did in similar circumstances. Oh, what a good point, Susanna. And I think that's worth having the last word. So, everybody, uh, so great to have uh, to be able to interact with you all on both the forum and uh, on Facebook. Please keep chatting to us. Uh, I know that... Uh, Yoko Bear and I love it very much and it's been really active and we're having a ball so thank you very much and I'll speak to you in a fortnight Hooroo Thank you for that Millie Bell and yes there hasn't hasn't there been a lot of action on dumdydum.com on the forum keep it up folks keep it up now Lucy mm-hmm. um, hit us with some most awesome tweets um, there's a lot of a lot of chat on the Twitters about the Flower and Produce show Rich Cuts said uh, Roy was hoping to enter Lexi. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, well, he's already done that, hasn't he? 
Obsolescence, said, what exactly was Peggy hoping a vet could do to Hilda? Remove her teeth? Remove her claws? Peg her to the ground? (laughs) 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 Um, Simon at 12 Furniture was talking about the uh, adoption and said, could they start off with a puppy? Give that a whirl. Then try out a human being. We tried that and preferred the puppy. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. Yes. And... Pauline Wallin, who was clearly getting as impatient as I was with the uh, Hilda Ogden storyline, just put, oh, just strangle it. (laughs) 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 Harsh, but reasonable, actually. Fair. Um, And uh, Cara Sempere Libra is Tweet of the Week. And she said, if you don't think your group has a Tracy, then you are Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) Which is very true. And immediately made me think, oh, God, am I Tracy? But no, I know who the Tracy is in my group. So I'm all right, Cara. I am all right. <laughs> right, then. <clears throat> uh, it's time for us to... Oh, no. I'm going to shush because there's a bit in red. <gasps> if you're in the northeast of England, then join us for a Dumpty Dum meetup on Wednesday the 20th of September 7pm at the Tyneside Bar Cafe in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. A chance to chat all things Archers, Dunty Dum and get to know each other and food is available too which is always a bonus. For further info contact Mia at at Fox on a Ledge. Mm. And she's um, second helping of uh, a reminder about that because our Jane mentioned it earlier didn't she? Oh yes! Uh-huh. Right. Yes, it's now, Go website, there. you know, a new era on uh, Dum De Dum scripts because Lucy has typed in the word website in black. I haven't. You have. You did. Oh, you I didn't. didn't you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't take it out because I'm lazy. <laughs> well, well, folks, when Dum De Dum is non. When you've, when you've listened to it, shall we say, what you can do is you can go to dumdydum.com to relive old shows, uh, chat on the forum, de- see dumdy cats and dumdy dogs and, and various other things. So dumdydum.com, go there. It's awesome. Uh, no map corner this week. Yes, I have had loads of maps, but I think I should s- save them up. So, we're gonna, so uh, I think next week, I think is me, or at least the next time there is a me, uh, we'll have map corner. The next time there is a me. That's a bit existential. Okay. No, I think people understand because we're alternating with Mr. Robert Fingers. And Mr. Robert Fingers is uh, currently in Yosemite. And I believe the internet connection is rather poor there. Hence, I'm standing He's being chased by a bear. In it. In it, though. In his sleeping bag, hopping around Yosemite. Mm Mm-hmm. Throwing its sandwiches to put it off the trail. Actually... Um, I was sent a most excellent, terrible map. And I will just say this because you, you <laughs> did the bear reference. Oh, it's not um, a bear killers or something, is it? Well, no, but it's from Deborah C. And um, Terrible Maps is a, a website which specialises in maps that are terrible, funnily enough. And there is a map of the world which basically looks like a big bear. And, uh, and that's it. If a map of the earth, if the earth was a bear... Is, is what it's entitled and it's right. utter, utter genius and um i will put that on my twitter timeline because you dm'd it to me didn't you deborah it, it is it is rather good you sometimes you kind of have to look at it kind of like for a second or so to realize the bear and then when you see it, you go oh my god 
the world is a bear. Just saying. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Deborah C. Okay. For just saying that we weren't going to do Map Corner. Anyway, right, we're wrapping things up, Luce. Come on, chop, chop. Okay. If you'd like to help keep our little show on the road, there are two ways this can be done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just laughing about the 0.9 of a pence. Yeah. Uh, you can donate. 23 money. quid in, in terms of adverts, <laughs> folks. So come on, chop, chop. <laughs> There's two ways you can help us out here. You either throw us shed loads of Wonga via Patreon or you go and tell 50 friends can... each to download the podcast and we'll earn some real money from advertising. Or you can buy us a sandwich while we're sitting outside in the cash machine for the hat. <laughs> you can donate by hitting the donate button on the site or you can sponsor us via patreon.com. Remember to get in contact. You can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe, which is on our website, or you can call us on 02030313105 to leave us a telephonic message. On social media specifically, Twitter, you can find Dumpty Dum, where we're at Dumpty Dum. I can be found where I'm at Royfield, which is spelled R O I for India, F I E L D, and. I am at Lucy V. Freeman, which is not spelt R-O-I-F-I-E-L-D. <laughs> On Facebook, um, much fun is had there with the Millie Bell and Yokel Bear show. Though Yokel Bear's gone a little bit quiet on it because he's been moving, hasn't he? Yes, he has. So, and is this moving or is it because he's got a, a new love interest? I don't know. Hmm. I, I haven't liked to probe. <laughs> what did you think word probe Lucy Be- why <laughs> why <laughs> because you started me off talking about manscaping chili and guacamole ah, I didn't mention guacamole that was you saying you're going to smear it places but that, that was completely utterly you <laughs> um, that's just about it but I tell you what though um, I did mention Though you, you'd actually gone, though the listener wouldn't really have realised. But Lexicon Valley, um, it's a great podcast, Lucy V. Freeman. You love the English language. You love language anyway. You should listen to the podcast, Lexicon Valley. It's very good. I mentioned it last week uh, when, when you'd gone to your parish council meeting or whatever twee suburban thing you were doing. And um, a listener tweeted me and said, it's awesome, Royfield. Thank you for that. And it really is good. And I recommend to everybody, go and listen to Lexicon Valley. If you like language, the English language, the development of language, how we use language not only to communicate, but to signal different things to each other, uh, go listen to Lexicon Valley. That's my second plug for that. So, Lucy, go listen to it. Okay. Right. Um, Anything else you want to say to me before uh, we bid adieu? Or au revoir? I don't think so. Or ciao? Or I'll feed the same. Am I doing it with you next week then? Or him? I've got a sneaky feeling it's going to be me again because okay. he's gone for a he's week. He's chased by a bear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not just your average friendly bear. But I, I think it'll probably be me. And then I think two okay. weeks' time, the jokes and stuff will come back and then it'll be him. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, okay. Uh, but somebody did actually say. And I forget who this was, so I'm really sorry. They like the bits when we say it's over and then we talk about something. Right. Well, it's last actually time, her favourite bit. I had to bit. go to parish council meeting. Mm. And this time I have to go to a tennis lesson, but not yet. Right. So, quickly, let's mm. just talk about something. 
Did you know mm. someone's just someone's just said that we were on we got a mention at This Is Next Radio in a session on fan podcasting. Who was that? Sparky Ann C. I hmm. don't know who that is. Radio Chick, she says. So that was on the Twitters, was it? See, did she just yeah. tweet, tweet you? Yeah, yeah. No, she tweeted Dumpty Dum. Oh. It, it was always nice to be mentioned. It'd be nice actually to win something just for once. Yes. Well, so far we've failed dismally at that, haven't yeah. we? Yeah, we were rubbish. Well, we no, don't care that really, well, do we? No, we kind of do. We kind of do because the thing is, we get little financial reward for doing this. So the least we can actually expect is, you know, a bit of praise and you know the, uh, you know, applause from our peers, from our podcasting peers. Because it's not going to make yeah. us rich. We've decided that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's gone. But um, I don't care about praise from my podcasting peers really i just want no i just want us to make people happy and laugh i don't really i'm not bothered about the happy thing i just want to inform people of the perils of brexit that's the only reason why i'm doing this (laughs) (laughs) it's a public information absolutely (laughs) (laughs) on that note goodbye dear listener Oh, that was fun this week. Well done, you. (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.